So every other Thursday, Rob, when I get a BBC news notification, my heart sinks. Yeah, same. Because it, it seems to be happening far too regularly not to be a coincidence, doesn't it? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I have to be careful what I say here. This is another, it's always sad any, anyway, but this is, again, particularly sad because we've lost John Motson. Well, he's, he's passed away. We haven't lost him. He's passed away at the age of 77 which is incredibly sad. It's young, I think. 77 is not a, a great age, is it, to be departing? And uh, I guess for a lot of our US listeners, he's not going to be particularly well-known, I wouldn't have thought. He's certainly more of a British personality, isn't he? But if you don't know, John Motson was a legendary um, football commentator for the BBC. Uh, I don't think he... Did he work for any other channels? Well, he was the voice of the FIFA games for a long time. He was. So That's people cool. around the world probably might well be familiar with his voice from that. Yeah, you'd certainly recognise it if you heard it. But uh, yeah, he's um, he's he's not with us anymore. And again, is this like three shows in a row that we've inadvertently ended a celebrity's life? No, no, we were all right last time. We skipped one. But yeah, there was, there was a series of consecutive shows where some... Someone, you know, iconic, a cultural icon passed away on the day that we were recording. But yeah, no, this is like the fourth time it's happened now, I think. I should say for legal reasons that we're not responsible. It's just, it, no. it, is, it is a coincidence, I promise. Um, but it's very sad, isn't it? I mean, I don't know about you. Are you a football man? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. But obviously, you know who John Motson is. See, I am, a fo- I was about to say I am a football man. I'm less of a fo- football guy these days because I've kind of lost interest in the sport because it's kind of grown more irritating and more money fueled um but i still have a big love for it and but for years and years and years i used to watch you know sunday morning would be me watching or catching up on um match of the day uh, so he was a, a bit like jeff beck he was a bit of a soundtrack to my my life for a long time and he's not here so yeah rest in peace john or motty as they called him um <laughs> Right, onto something, onto something completely different. The uh, Samsung S23 Ultra. Yeah. Have you still got yours? No, you, you haven't sent it back, have you? Have you still got it? Oh, no, 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 it's still here. Nice. Are you keeping it? Uh, yeah, I might as well. Well, only because I can't be bothered to send it back, but uh, I wouldn't otherwise, I don't think. What's um? What are your updated thoughts after two weeks? Uh, I think the battery life is insane. So, hang on, let's just, just actually check. So I've, I've switched over to it. It's my, my main device that I'm using for most things. I go into the battery. It is at 48%. I last charged it two days and two hours ago. Up to Only up to 85% because I've got the battery um, saver thing. You know, there's, there's the option in the power menu where you can say, don't charge it beyond... 85% to prolong the life of the battery. So yep. it was charged to 85% two days and two hours ago. I've got 48% remaining, and the forecast says that if I were to charge it to 100%, a full charge would last about four days and four hours, which <laughs> four is days. even long. Four days. Oh, wow. I was just checking mine, actually, because it is incredible. I, I agree. Oh, yeah. Well, I uh, can just about see it. Yeah. It's not focusing, is it? Anyway, it absolutely is. Four days is what it's telling me that it can get. 
Mine's saying uh, two, two even, days and ten hours, mine's saying, which sounds a bit more which realistic. Is, which is still, still crazy. Yeah, very good, isn't it? Yeah. But I, mean, I was already getting about three days out of my iPhone 14 Pro Max, so... It's crazy, yeah. I, I um, took this to the lakes, as you know, along with the um, the iPhone 14 Pro Max. And this absolutely smoked the iPhone in terms of battery life. And they were both being used pretty much identically, really. Um, it's incredible. I, I mean, to be honest, the S22 Ultra was okay. I, I, I never had an issue with that with battery. I know a lot of people panned it for that, but never bothered me at all. But this is on a on a different level, isn't it? Yeah, that's 10 out of 10 for battery life. It's it's astonishing. What about everything else? Hardware-wise, I think I actually prefer it to the iPhone 14 Pro Max. It kind of, it's it's as premium, I think. I like the buttons. Yeah. Uh, the display is, I think it's the best out there. It's, uh, yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't think the display can be beaten. No. Um, and it is buttery smooth. You just all of the glitches and the hangs and the micro stutters that irritated me with the S twenty two Exynos version, gone, gone. Yep. Which, so even like things like scrolling, so like the Twitter feed, Twitter app. I don't know if you remember. I think that was one of the examples you called out when yeah. you were looking at the S twenty two. It was basically unusable, and it's now pretty much on par with the iPhone. It's still not quite there, but it's good enough. Um, so. Yeah, so it's nice to look at and hold. It, the battery lasts forever. It's nice to use. Yep. Um, but I can't use the camera. It, it, as I suspected would be the case, I can't reliably take usable photos of my kids for two reasons. One is the shutter lag, which still exists, um, and I'll get on to how I tested that in a bit. And two is the is the weirdly slow shutter speed, so you get motion blur. Mm. So those are two distinct problems. Which when I've seen people complaining about it, they seem to mix up the two. So you've got shutter lag, which is the amount of time between you pressing the button and the picture being taken, that's one problem in and of itself. And then there's the the fact that it just seems to take forever to take the shot, doesn't it? So you, mm. you nine shots out of ten. If your subject is moving and you're not in studio lighting conditions, you'll get some degree of motion blur, which just doesn't happen on the iPhone, in my experience. I can pretty much, first time every time, capture the moment at the moment I hit the button yep. and it's pin sharp. Yep. And I can't do that on the S23 Ultra, so I can't use it. Have you updated to the latest OS? Because apparently... updated. See, I, I, I see all the comments in my on my YouTube videos, and, and this has been the biggest top topic of conversation throughout the entire thing. Um, and I saw someone mention, I think yesterday or today, that apparently the latest update has fixed that fixed the shutter lag issue in inverted commas. Um, I've not tested it yet. I updated it just before I came to the studio, actually, but apparently it's fixed it. Um, well, either either that has fixed it, or as ninety nine percent of people who kind of get back to me on this will say just download is it what's it called the camera tools or something it's called third party good lock app. and good luck with the camera assistant plugin. camera assistant that's it um yeah but but apparently that the latest os has fixed it i have no idea if that's the case so i i have installed that i can't remember whether or not i installed it prior to my test so the test i did was my daughter on a swing 
and with both my iPhone 14 Pro Max and the S23 Ultra, I hit the shutter button at the exact moment she was at the bottom of the swing. The iPhone would capture the photo as I saw it when I hit the button. The S23 Ultra, she would already be at the, the you know, at the, at the top of the swing rather than the bottom of the swing motion. Does that make sense? I haven't articulated that. No, I know what you mean, yeah. 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 So daughter swinging back and forth. I, t- I take the picture exactly when she's at the, the, the lowest point of the swing. iPhone took it when I was expecting it to. S23 Ultra, she was at the, you know, some way further along. And there are various other ways you can test it by having someone walk through a door frame. That's another one, popular one that you see quite a lot, mm-hmm. is you have someone just walk at a steady pace through a door frame. You take the photo, and then if it's taken it correctly, then they'll be in the centre of the door frame. And if they haven't, then they would have already passed through it. it doesn't work. The thing is, why aren't you taking your daughter to a perfectly lit studio with a, a swing? <laughs> That's how you're supposed to play with your kids. You want yeah, a perfect so, photo. I mean, the thing is, is if you that the camera system itself is technically superior, I think, to the. I think so. To the iPhone. Yeah. Both in terms of the you know the, the the sensor, and you've got a wider array of lenses like the Bonkers 10x zoom. Beyond 10x, the digital zoom is just as bad as anything else. Like when I mean, you compare it to the zoom on your Pixel Seven Pro, for example, hmm. the digital 10x on the Pixel Seven Pro is indistinguishable from the physical 10x on the S23 Ultra, which suggests to me that the the S23 Ultra's digital zoom is not as good as, as Google's Magic. Which, which is, I think, it's a fair assumption, anyway, isn't yeah. it? Um, so, if you if you have the time to be setting it up manually, then yeah, you can get you can get absolutely stunning shots. But the, the point is, is that the thing that I take the photo of the most, I don't have time to sit there and go and fiddle around with manual controls. I just want to hit the button, I want yeah. to capture the moment, and send it send it to the kids. Nan, yeah, that's, that's all I need. It doesn't have to be a spectacular photo; it just needs to be usable. I can't get usable photos in the scenario that I'm in the most using the S23 Ultra. I mean, I've got some other minor niggles with the color science. It boosts the reds offensively. Still, he don't like this, do you? Sam, this hadn't bothered Sam me at Samsung. all until you mentioned it, and it still doesn't bother me that much. But I know you've you've experienced the worst of it, haven't you? Well, it te- it tends to turn. Well, so I, for those who aren't aware. I, I'm I'm of I'm of Asian descent, so my mum is Malaysian. So I've got, you know, my 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 skin tone is is there is it's yellow, right? I've got yellow skin. When you add red to yellow, you get orange. So long story short, it turns us all international orange. That's what it does. <laughs> and that's not a good thing, is it? Really, that's not a good thing. No. As much as we like international did, orange, did, you don't want to look international <laughs> orange, do you? Did, did, I, did you see the example I posted? I think I did, yeah. yeah. Because you, you spotted the... I think I took a photo in the lakes, didn't I? Of the, um, which was, a, I thought, a great photo. And I, I didn't really notice the red, but there, there were two guys wearing red jackets. I think you picked up on the fact that it was a it's slightly saturated. Um, and again, it's one of those things, isn't it, where I didn't really notice that. And I think in, in isolation, you probably wouldn't spot it in that photo cause, because of the way it had been composed. But yeah, if it's getting skin tones that that badly wrong, that's not great, is it? And again, Apple and Google, actually, particularly Google, make a very big thing about their skin tone uh, processing, don't they? Whereas Samsung, I don't think they do, really. Cle- clearly for, I mean, for, for that reason. They're a South Korean company. You'd think they'd be able to they'd be the best in the world at that but no i i frequently get umpa loompa photos of my kids 
Yeah, it's such a shame, isn't it? Because it's I I the the um, test that I did between the iPhone 14 Pro Max and the S23 Ultra, I preferred overall image quality wise the images that came out of the S23 Ultra. I thought they were better, personally. It's very subjective, obviously. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is the way it blows out the sky. You've got a very, very contrasty blue sky. Like most Samsung phones, it tends to oversaturate them and look, make them look very unnatural. Um, but even that, it occasionally gets that right, occasionally. Um, but generally walking around, taking photos of immovable objects, if it's a Warwick Castle or if you're taking a selfie of yourself, and things that don't move very quickly, it's absolutely fine and i think better than the iphone personally but yeah i mean the same thing as you it's you, you can't trust me you can't take a photo of a, a um an eight month old who's just worked out how to crawl around everywhere and you certainly can't take a photo of my dog who's technically 70 years old in in um, human <laughs> human years he was my test subject and it, yeah you can't do it it just again I'll, I'll try it with this update and just see if that has made a difference i really can't be bothered to start downloading third-party apps i i really start to lose interest at that point because you know me, I like to try things out the box. Or I want to know what it's like. You know, what does the manufacturer intend? Surely the manufacturer doesn't intend us to download third-party apps and tweak it to, to make it work properly. doesn't make any sense. So I'm no, similarly but that's the disappointed. Thing is I, I did. I did download GoodLock and the Camera Assistant app, and I changed the behaviour of the shutter button to take the picture when you press the button rather than when your finger is released from the button, which is the default behaviour, which is weird, but that is what it is. Um, and, yeah, I still... I still couldn't capture the actual moment that I wanted to nine times out of ten. You need to start a YouTube channel and tell Samsung fans this, Rob, because the um, all all hell would break loose. Because they are adamant that it, this is not a problem if you install that uh, good luck thing. No, it absolutely is. Did you did you see the swing example? I posted some photos. I, fo- I don't think the, I did. Swing- no. So I did. I posted them on the on the Discord so that you could see. But I mean, the other problem. So landscapes look fantastic. I completely agree with you. If you're outdoors and you're taking photos of the, the Lake District, it's going to look amazing. Yep, and, and will beat the iPhone. For for portraits, I don't. I don't think it does. I'll tell you the, the the easiest way to describe it. I think is that the photos out of the S twenty three Ultra, even the landscapes to some degree, look like they've been taken on a smartphone. More often than not, the photos that I take on my iPhone 14 Pro Max have got character to them such that they're virtually indistinguishable from my A6300, my proper Sony camera. With a, and I, you know, if I'm taking pictures of the kids on that, I will typically have a 50mm f1.4 prime on it. And it takes beautiful portraits, that's what it's for. Um, and the iPhone 14 Pro Max isn't far off the the character of that and that's what i really enjoy about mm. it they're really warm and slightly soft and they're really pleasing photos or they are to me again it's subjective if you like that that you know the super saturated look then i guess that the samsung will, will do it for you as long as the thing isn't moving but yeah i if it weren't for the camera and one other thing which we'll get onto later i i could happily use this every day it's absolutely it's a joy to use it just can't take photos of my kids. And so, for that reason, I'm out. Are you going to send it back or are you going to keep it? No, I'm going to keep it because I, I need an Android phone. It'll probably live in my crap gadget drawer until the Nothing Phone 2 comes out <laughs> and then I'll chop it in at Computer Exchange. 
I'm really tempted to switch full-time. I mean, I, I say switch full-time to it. I carry around both of these phones all the time anyway. But at some stage, the one of them has to make way for another, for another phone. And technically, I should be testing the, the Fold 4 still because I'm doing that kind of long-term testing with it. And also, who knows what else is going to arrive in two or three weeks, etc. So it's one of them has to make way for something at some stage. And at the minute, I mean, again, I was about to say the S23 Ultra would be the winner but then you then you think yeah but then there's the camera issue but then i'll have another phone with me which will probably be, probably do a better job of taking photos of eddie and harrison anyway so i'm, I'm in that luxurious position of having to take around two uh, two phones but it's so so close everything else about it i love i prefer the design of it i agree with you i think it's a, a lovely bit of kit um the screen as you say is the best on the market by by quite a stretch um it's a bit lighter it's lighter. I prefer the, the whole, um, all the dimensions, everything about it, it feels better, I think, personally. And uh, it's just the camera. But they're getting there, aren't they, Samsung? They're slowly getting there. So I'm, I'm going to table some minor niggles, right? Uh, so I'd like to set my phones up from scratch. So you likely, you may or may not have had this issue, I don't know. But uh, obviously I had to re-log in to everything because I was installing all the apps from scratch. And I use one password for for that begrudgingly, but I found that the password autocomplete is nowhere near as consistent on Android as it is. Yep, on I've iOS. had this exact same problem. Yep, I would say maybe fifty percent of the time I've had to manually go into the one password app and copy and paste my credentials over. It doesn't sort of automatically fill it in as frequently as it does on iOS, which is pretty much every time. Um, the One UI app drawer still just does my head in. I hate the fact that it's horizontally scrolling and paginated rather than a continuous list. And I know you can fix that by installing something, but you know, a better launcher like Nova or whatever. But I just I wish they'd give you the option to change that. I mean, again, I mean, you can tweak it with GoodLock, but it adds, um, it adds like a frequently used apps, you know, like a Siri suggestions widget at yeah. the top that you can't get rid of. So even if you use GoodLock to change it into a into a vertically scrolling list like it is on everything else, um, it yeah I can't I can't use that either. I found that copying and pasting stuff between apps is quite inconsistent. So I mean, if you copy and paste something on iOS, it just works. It just goes. You you, you go into the thing that you want to copy. You copy it. You paste it into the other place. Not quite as consistent, I found. Even stuff like you know, maybe I'll, I want to send a meme to a friend or something, or I, I you know I want to find a, an animated GIF, and it is GIF, <laughs> Louise. I would say GIF. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, you you want to copy and paste something from a browser into like Messenger or WhatsApp or something? It almost always doesn't work. I found um, the discord client is fuzzy the text is fuzzy i've not noticed that let's have a look so you can go into the discord app on your s23 ultra and go into it on your iphone and compare the the clarity of the text even if you've bumped your phone up to 1440p which you can do quite comfortably now with its ridiculous battery life do you know what i mean you, you it was previously kind of like, don't, don't bother putting it up to 1440p. The difference isn't worth it versus the trade-off on the battery life. But the battery's so ridiculous now, you could quite happily live with that phone on 1440p and enjoy the super crispy text all day, every day, and not worry about it. But I don't know whether it's some kind of scaling issue. I don't know. You know, like on a Retina display, hmm. if you choose a wonky resolution that's that's not exactly 2x or 4x or whatever, or the difference between... Um, 
your studio display and a 4K display. You know, the text is just ever yeah. so slightly fuzzy. Like yeah. It's like that on the S23 Ultra on the Discord client for reasons I don't really understand because I don't recall it upsetting me on any other Android device I've used. But for some reason, perhaps because the screen is so big and it's such a lovely, accurate display, it kind of highlights how fuzzy the text is. It looks okay to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, are you talking really fuzzy or just like a... Is it kind of a, a Rob fuzziness? Like you, you, uh, you yeah, okay. Well, so I... So, you know, Jessica... Yeah. On the Discord, she got one. And she agreed that the text was not as sharp on the S23 Ultra, despite having a better display. Unless it's my bad eyesight. I, they look pretty much identical to me, I think. Interesting. Let me just make sure... That, yeah, they are. It's It's really sharp. I don't know how to explain this. No. How weird. <laughs> that, anyway, anyway I, yeah. I've, I, 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 it, it looks weird. Just checking this is the S23 Ultra. I suddenly thought, am I using like the Pixel 7 Pro or something? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, no, it looks fine. Um, weird. And the, the, the fingerprint sensor is superb. Isn't it, it is. It's, it's amazing. It, it, it works first time, every time. Um, and it's super quick. And you can make it even faster, actually, if you go into some of the settings and you disable the animations and the transitions. Um, and it will it will register your fingerprint even if the display is off. So, you know, you just need to pick up the phone, you touch it, and you're in straight away. Um, but it's still not quite as fast as Face ID, in my experience. So, again, because I've been logging into lots of stuff and comparing lots lots of things, like banking apps, for mm. example. So on, on the S23 Ultra, I've, I fire up the banking app. I have to touch my thumb and then I get in and then it's fine on the iPhone I'm looking at the display already I'm already in by the time I've touched the fingerprint sensor on the S23 Ultra so although the perception is that it feels very fast the reality is actually face ID much as I hate to admit it because I've I was not a huge fan of when, when they took touch ID away um I I've I've warmed to it I've come around I think it does actually save me time logging into stuff yeah you see I I totally agree, but there's something about the fingerprint reader that I prefer. I prefer the... I just find it more satisfying. A lot of people don't get this. Whenever I mention this in my reviews, I, I always say, I wish Apple had this. And they'll always say, yeah, but Face ID is quicker. Why, why have to have a... Why, why do you need a fingerprint reader? Um, there's some, I, just, I just enjoy using it. Whenever I have a, an Android phone, and most of them have this, to be honest, um, it's, it just feels more... I don't know if it feels more secure, possibly, because you are physically interacting with it to get into your phone. It might be partly that. I mean, technically, it is less secure. It is exactly. Um, it, it just feels more secure because you're actually you're doing. There's a little, you know, there's a little thumbprint there, and it, you know, it, it does something. But you, you're right. You, you're losing a few milliseconds doing it. But I just find it more satisfying personally. You, you kind of like you prefer the opt-in yeah. login. Rather That's than probably what it is, it isn't it? Yeah, that, it's an opt-in yeah. thing, isn't it? Uh, and you can't see it on the screen. I mean, anyone who hasn't experienced these phones before. You can you can look as much as you like. You won't see anything, any kind of defect on the screen. So it's technically possible, but for whatever reason, Apple isn't doing it. I guess, I guess it's probably the security thing. But yeah, I'm um, I'm a big fan of so much of this phone. It's just we've said this several times on on this on on eight or sixteen that Samsung gets so close and then they just disappoint you. They just do something really annoying. It's like taking your mate out for a few beers, who's great for ages, and then he gets a bit pissed and. Yeah, throws a table over or whatever. It's just an irritating and ruins the night, doesn't it? Yes, that has happened to me. It wasn't me. Um, but yeah, I, I think next year. I mean, this year it was fixing the you know, the regional differences with the, um, the the chip. Great, they did that. 
next year, surely, given the, the, the weight of focus on this, if you excuse the pun, on the um, the whole Shutterlag thing, maybe next year, 2024, we'll see a, a completely fixed S24. Who knows? So, Is it, Will that leave anything else that's, that's annoying and crap? The uh, ecosystem. Oh, uh, yeah. There's that, isn't there? Now... This is not something that you've explored, and I think perhaps you ought to. Because it's not fair to say, well, I can't I really want to switch to the S23 Ultra, but I can't because I'm so wedded to the to the Apple ecosystem. You haven't tried the Galaxy ecosystem. I haven't. Really. So they're pretty much got parity now. So they've got a feature called seamless connection, which is, you know, if you go all in with Samsung in the same way that you have with Apple for a you know a like for like comparison, you're using your Galaxy Buds. Yep, which I assume you've got some of them knocking around somewhere. somewhere. You can use the seamless seamless connection feature, which will operate, which is like the the Bluetooth auto switching that you've got with your your AirPods. So it will, in theory, f- flip back and forth between your Mac and your iPhone, depending on what you're using at the time. I know it, it doesn't work in your case, does it? But I, I I actually find it works nine times out of ten. It's actually all right. For it's me. better, yeah. I, yeah so you can do that right they've got you've got that on the samsung's now you've also got multi-control which is essentially universal control so if you have got a a galaxy tab and you've got a galaxy notebook you can drag a file from your phone through your laptop to your tablet exactly as you could with your iphone ipad and mac so that so you've got multi-control yep you can use your your, your galaxy tablet as a second display so that's sidecar um, and you've got Samsung QuickShare, which is essentially AirDrop, which I imagine you miss quite a lot when you're using your S23 Ultra. Yeah, big time. So, yeah, if you can get your hands on a Galaxy tablet and a Galaxy book and try out the, the Galaxy ecosystem, I, for one, would be very interested to see if it's any good. See, the issue with this, and it isn't Samsung's fault, and it's not really Apple's fault either, it's all down to me, really, is, is the fact that I use Final Cut Pro. That's the main the main tool I use to create content. Everything else I can switch. You know, if it's writing, I can use something else. I d- don't want to, but I can be forced to use something else. When it comes to editing videos, because I've got the, the process nailed down so much, I'd have to switch to Premiere or something like that. And, okay, it's not impossible, but it's a huge... Um, technical lift behind the scenes really which i don't really have time for and that's not fair on anyone that's that's my that isn't a yeah again that's down to me it's nothing else but i i could do that test but i wouldn't be able to do much work because most of the kind of interaction i do in in the apple ecosystem is transferring files for videos mainly there's occasionally bits i do for for the blog and stuff like that but generally speaking it's it's video work and i'd have to move into over to a different editing platform could you get your minions to have a word with uh, Adobe or DaVinci? Or I don't. DaVinci is the name of the product. What's the name of the company? That's a very good is question. It? I don't know actually. I think DaVinci is the name of the company, isn't it? No, it's Black Magic. Is it? it Black Magic? Oh, you're right. Is it? Yeah, because it's their um, all their color grading stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you're, you you don't want to do it because of I mean it would cost you time and therefore yeah. money to do that switch exactly but what if they're paying you to do it well i'd, I'd do anything in that case <laughs> i'd drop my trousers so, why, why don't you see what gives us it might be worth asking to say look this is this is the, i'm wedded to final cut pro would you be willing to sponsor a video where i 
learn to use your product and uh, ultimately say it's better than Final Cut Pro. Well, funny enough, funny enough, I don't think I'm breaking any NDAs for, with this because I haven't signed one. But um, Sony have, have offered to do something similar. So I don't know if you know, but Sony have got their own little ecosystem of create creator tools. Do you know about this? I had no idea actually at all, but it's a you know they've got like a video editing suite and some other bits and pieces, um, and they're looking for people to to test it out and and um, give it a proper thorough review basically. And I looked at it today and thought I'd love to do that, but it's such a massive job. I'd have to stop doing everything else for the next two months just to do this. It's it's that it's that bigger kind of. Um, like I say, technical lift behind the scenes to do this. And again, that's that's my problem to deal with, really. But money makes a difference, Rob. So yeah, if anyone from Samsung's listening, <laughs> no, um, maybe, who knows? I, I, the, the other thing I keep thinking about, this is completely off topic, but the other, thing, the other thing I do keep thinking about is that I've got to get a 12.9-inch um, M2 iPad Pro in for a forthcoming, fairly soon, forthcoming um, sponsored video which pains me to do it uh, but because of that i've been thinking do i is, is this the time to start trying to use something else to do to do my video editing on i.e da vinci on the on the m2 so I, I am thinking about this stuff but yeah it's just it's tricky when it's your it's, it'd be like a manufacturing plant ripping out the most important machine with something else just to give it a go and review it so um it's a long way of saying i'd love to do this but it's gonna be tricky yeah, well, and then also, there's also the matter of getting hold of a Galaxy book and a Galaxy tab. And just spoiler alert, I don't know if you've been keeping... You've got no interest in the Galaxy book at all, have you? Marginal. I mean, it's a lovely looking thing. It's yeah. basically, it looks like a previous generation MacBook, doesn't it? It's got the same it's kind nice. of keyboard. It's got the fingerprint yeah. sensor in the same place. It's thin and light, it's metal chassis, but it improves upon the MacBook in a number of ways, like having an AMOLED display. It's, you know higher resolution yada 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 trouble is it it's slower when you use it on battery remember remember the olden days yeah i do your laptops used to take them off the power and they used to run slower pre-apple silicon that's still a thing is it that's still a thing so we've been spoiled by that so that would probably annoy you straight out you know out of the box um um but also the battery life is sad so Mm. yeah intel just do not have an answer for apple silicon still that's the problem, isn't it? And although I'm doing quite, I'm doing quite a bit of editing now on the M2 Pro Mac Mini that I'm on at the minute, but um, I'm still using the 16-inch MacBook Pro all the time. And I was thinking about this earlier today, actually, that the, the amount of time that thing spends on the battery, edit, me editing videos, whether it be at home or in a coffee shop or whatever, I never think about charging it until I absolutely have to. And when you think what it's doing, it's incredible. So I'd, I'd miss that big time. That would be a huge... A huge problem. I think the thing with all of this, though, is it's nice that this is happening. I'm, I'm really happy that Samsung have, have, have made a, a proper go at it, and clearly, it's it probably is as good as Apple's you know, ecosystem. But you have to have you have to be invested in e- in either one, don't you? And Apple seems to get more of the headlines, doesn't it? I think it, it's a bit more known, if if that makes sense. Which well, is unfair. Yeah, did, did you know about seamless connection, multi-control? I any about, no, no, none of this at all. <laughs> and whether or not that's because Samsung don't push it enough, I don't know. Um, but, you know, Apple, just they seem to grab the headlines with this, don't they? Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that I did try this several years back, you know, my, my Microsoft story where I went all Microsoft all the <laughs> yeah. time and it was just awful, I, I would be tempted, given that I've got the phone, which you know, <coughs> is 1,400 quid's worth of phone, um, 
I might be tempted to get in a Galaxy book and a Galaxy tablet and actually see if it's any good. But I don't think it is. I don't think it will be. <laughs> and then, then you've got the watch. You've got the wearable situation. Yes. So, yeah, so the S, S23 Ultra, you've got the... the I, I can't live with the camera. I can't live with the ecosystem without spending an awful lot of money. And I'm pretty certain if I went all Samsung all the time, it would still not be as good as my all Apple all the time that I enjoy at the moment. Mm. Um, and then this, the wearable situation. So that Galaxy Watch 5 has scarred me. It really had... The battery yeah. life was woeful. It conked out by about three o'clock in the afternoon. It was glitchy. The voice assistant was stuttery. Uh, well, if you wanted to use Google Assistant, it worked fine for Bixby, which, you know, can do about three things. So so that was nice. But I noticed in your recent videos, you since you got the S23 Ultra, you've been wearing your Galaxy Watch 5 Pro again. Yeah, I wore it twice, I think, for over a couple of days. So I wore it during the um, the test that I was doing between the iPhone and the, the S23 Ultra. And I quite enjoyed it, actually. I mean, it, funnily enough, it was it was so dead in terms of the battery life that it took about half a day to even come on. <laughs> I thought I thought it was broken. Genuinely, it took forever to actually wake up from this from its zero percent battery. Uh, but yeah, I, I wore it for a couple of days just um, out of interest, really. And it's fine. I mean, it's it's so clunky compared to to watchOS. That, that's the first thing you you kind of you, you're reminded of. It's just. Not much fun to use. It, you know, swiping left or right or up or down just to get to things feels like like a very kind of first generation smartwatch. Whereas the the Apple Watch is just buttery smooth and, and great, isn't it? Um, it? The only thing I did find with it is that it, I, I quite like the automatic um, workout tracking. It seems very accurate. So it will as you start walking, it starts tracking you. I'm, I'm terrible at, rem- at remembering to do that stuff. Apart from when I go running and that kind of thing, but in terms of tracking other things, normal everyday activities, it, it's really accurate in doing that. But yeah, apart from that, it was just a bit, a bit, yeah. So did did it prompt you to install any updates? Did you update it once it finally sprung back it, into life? It was updated, yeah, yeah. So it's running the latest, and it, <laughs> no any discernible really. difference from Not this really. time last year? Not really, but I didn't no. have that many issues with it apart from that sluggish, that kind of jitteriness with the with the uh, the UI. It's just a, again, it's just a notch below, or several notches below the, the the Apple Watch, which is just so polished. That's 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 the problem I think that Samsung has with with wearables, and I I would miss the uh, the watch if I went all in with Samsung. I could get away with it. I don't hate the watch file. I'm not scarred by it like you were, but um, I would start to miss the the Ultra definitely. I think. Yeah. So and so, so all this to say is, is a, it's it's a it's a beautiful device that I can't live with, and the whole point of Android was to give you you know choice and variety and so mm. forth, and and for for less money. But the fact is that Samsung are charging Apple money or more than Apple money for a less than Apple experience, in my opinion. And so yeah, it's it's not it doesn't add it doesn't stuck up for me. Not, still, not cricket, is it? No, I totally no. agree. We've done 35 minutes on Samsung. That's more than last time. We're turning, rapidly right. turning into the Samsung uh, podcast. <laughs> Should we talk about something else? I think it was mostly positive. We oh, it was positive. Highlighting just particular things. I don't. I don't think anyone could accuse us of Samsung bashing. I think. Well, they, they can accuse me because that's immediately what happens. You, honestly, I can do a very, <laughs> very, very positive review of the S23 Ultra, and straight away someone calls me a moron uh, for, for hating it and being a, an Apple fanboy. 
really strange. I think with a lot, not a lot, with a minority of um, Samsung fans, they're just very, very insecure, I think. They see a an iPhone user review of, a, of an S23 Ultra and immediately assume he's going to tear it apart. Which I didn't. It was a. It, I think I even said it's better than the iPhone. I, I couldn't have been more kind of obvious about that, really. But there you go. Uh, what we got next on the list? Mark's news. Uh, Mark's bad day. You had a bad day, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't really a bad day in the great scheme of things. I think people have had much worse days. Um, no, it, it was. Well, this was on a vlog, so so patrons will have hopefully have seen the vlog by now. And uh, I didn't time it for this at all, but it, it was just one of those days where everything was going wrong. So I'd ordered uh, a new camera from um, Amazon, a new camera, a lens for it, or a, a kind of compatible lens for it, and uh, a few um, spare batteries. And it all turned up, but it all turned up twice. They sent me two orders basically and charged me twice as well so it wasn't as though i got a, i got a free camera i had actually paid for everything twice so that was annoying because then i had to send it all back and then go and drop things off at a amazon collection point all that rubbish and, and also one of those things still hasn't been collected i don't know if you've ever found this way when you um when you book a collection with with samsung return that's samsung with um, amazon returns it, you get this kind of you know, next next working day thing where they'll come up and and pick it up for you that nev- it never seems to work for me at all. They book it in, and no one ever comes and picks it up, which means I eventually have to cancel the return and then pick a different type of return, which means me getting in the car and going to the post office. And Do you, do you ever find that? I don't think I've ever scheduled an Amazon return. I always just don't. take it to the post office. Utter waste or, of time. Or to a locker. Wait, wait. Did you get refunded immediately as soon as you deposited it in no. the locker? I have a really bad record with Samsung in terms of getting refunded. I always have to ring up, or not ring up, I always have to go on the chat thing and get them to sort it out because they never, something always goes wrong with the with the refund. Where? Now, I, uh, the, my experience of Amazon, and you said Samsung again, by the way. By oh, the did I? <laughs> Samsung on the brain. My experience with Amazon is that as soon as they are aware that you have returned the item, either you've dropped it off at a post office or in a locker, you get your money back. In my experience. I'll double check, but I don't think that's happened. Anyway, that was the first thing. So that, that was irritating. And then uh, the other thing, can't go into much detail about it, obviously, but I'm waiting for a payment from a sponsor, which is very standard. That's, that's still outstanding, is it? Yep, still outstanding. Um I won't mention my bank. I won't go into all the details, but I have, I have a business bank account in the UK. This sponsor is based in a another country elsewhere. They're paying for a, a very simple service. You know, they pay me. I sponsor. They I feature their product. There's no products involved apart. From, I suppose I guess apart from the thing that I'm showing, but they're not. They're not. I'm not selling them something physical. It's a it's a digital transaction. Very straightforward. But regardless, this money came from this country came to my bank and the bank said oh hang on a minute we need to check this fine no problem with that i understand they need to do these checks for you know regulatory reasons all that sort of stuff but what's happened is i've kind of ended up in this weird groundhog day loop where the bank ring me i'm they invariably ring me when i'm filming or i'm doing something else i can't pick up the phone they leave a message that says hello mr ellis can you give us a call back about a payment on your account i ring them back a couple of hours later, I get through to someone who says, okay, yeah, I can see that there's a, a payment here that you're waiting to come through. We just need to ask you some questions. So someone has, has emailed me to ask you these questions. They go through these questions, which are things like nature of the business, et cetera, et cetera, all, all normal stuff. That person says, okay, I've emailed that to the team that look at this. They'll, they'll get back to you. Great. 
Next day, I'm not joking, the exact same thing happens. I get a phone call, I miss the phone call, it's the same message, I ring them back. It's someone different, obviously, but they say the exact same thing. They say, ah, oh, hi, Mr. Alice, yeah, we've got a payment waiting to come through on your account, we've got some questions to ask you. And they ask the exact same four questions. This happened four times, I'm not joking, um, to the point where I just, I completely lost it. I think, I think was it was yesterday or the day before, I just utterly had enough. The, the poor guy that rang wasn't his fault at all. Um, although it did turn out that he hadn't really read the notes before he rang me because to cut a long, a very long story short, it is being sorted out, I think. Um, but it's just, you know, this is a big bank. This is a serious bank. One of the big, the biggest in the UK. So and a, it, a, a good, good, a high street bricks and mortar. Yes. Very well known. brand bank. Very okay. well known. Yeah. And it's like dealing with a, a backstreet, you know, garage, MOT garage. It's just going round and round in circles and I still don't have the money. Even though I think it's being sorted, I don't think it's come through yet. Have you considered trying one of the new fintech banks, your Monzos and your Starlings? Because they have built their own completely modern new banking technology stack. So the, the, the trouble with your, your old school bricks and mortar high street banks is that they've been around for hundreds of years and they've got all sorts of legacy systems and it's and it, they are unable to move as quickly as these snappy new upstarts. So I would recommend trying something hmm. like Monzo or Starling um, and seeing how you get on with that. You know, not moving lock, stock and barrel, but just give them a go. Yeah. And also because I imagine they would probably pay you a lot of money to talk about their, <laughs> their fancy banking apps. Nice, They're very it? cool. I might do that. Are they consumer only though? Do, do they have business? No, no, no. They've stuff. got business accounts. Okay. They've got business accounts. I mean, I would point you in the direction of Starling purely on the basis that they've got a really cool, uh, uh, what's the, what's the color? The name of the colour escapes me for reasons I don't understand. Teal. I teal. Think probably a good one. Yes. It's got a really cool teal card, but the branding on it is in portrait. Oh, wow. So, that when, so when, when your card is inserted into a card machine, it all looks <laughs> right. Nice. And it's like, why, why hasn't anyone yeah, done that before? That, that makes total sense, doesn't it? Because you know, normally the branding on a debit card is landscape isn't yeah. it and that doesn't make any sense because all you're only ever using it in the portrait orientation oh, weird. so anyway check out starling give them a go i will i'll give that a try definitely i mean uh, to be fair i've not had any problems up until now but this has really made me think about it because this it, it, it you know it, it can damage the business it can it can damage your cash flow it can more than that it's just the amount of time i've spent on these on these duplicate phone calls i thought i was dreaming at one point i thought <laughs> i said to the guy i spoke to on Friday, I think it was. Is this real? Uh, you, you, you must be taking the piss now. Um, but yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll try them out. I promise I will have a look at those. So yeah. So while you were telling that story, hmm. you were using a, a new toy, weren't you? I was the Sony. In this country, we'd call it the ZV1, but it's not actually. It's the ZV1, isn't it? Which is this tiny little, basically a point and shoot 4K camera. And it's brilliant. Well, it's brilliant and it's terrible, but it sits somewhere neatly and very um, endearingly in the middle. Uh, it's terrible because it's got 
the worst battery life ever. Really, really poor battery life. It overheats, which I didn't realise. I knew about the bad battery life. I didn't realise it overheated in 4K. But it will after about five or six minutes quite often, depending on the ambient temperature, just turn itself off, which isn't great. Um, uh, what else is wrong with it? Uh, also, it's a 24 to 70 mil zoom lens, which is a great focal length, actually, very common focal length, but it's not great for vlogging. 24 mil is a little bit tight. Plus, when you turn on the um, the active stabilization, it crops in a bit, you know, even further. So there's that. So it's not ideal, um, but it's an amazing little tool just for vlogging. And vlogging is just walking around talking to yourself. And that the overheating thing doesn't really play a, a role there because you're, you're filming yourself for maximum a minute, two minutes maybe. It's all little short, sharp bits of footage. And before this, as you know, I was walking around with my FX3, which gives you lovely, you know, lovely dynamic range. And um, But again, because it's it's not too big, but it's fairly heavy, obviously, with all the stuff attached. But the issue with that, like any very good camera, is that you've got to spend ages setting up each shot. So you've got to get the exposure right. You could put everything in manual mode, which I probably should have done, but the, but the issue with that is because that is my main camera, invariably I'd come back to the studio with everything, all the settings turned into you know, stupid simple mode and forget about that, leave them on. I've done this before actually, where I've left the auto white balance on for a main video and you know, you've, you'll have spotted it definitely. The, um, the, the white balance keeps shifting throughout the entire video, so I go from being orange to blue and green and horrible. So that, that to get rid of all those problems, I got this ZV-1 and it's it was so much easier filming that last vlog. Just literally, because it's so small, you stick it in your pocket, you don't worry about it at all. And um, yeah, it was just brilliant using that. It's got this cool little hairdo, this little uh, dead cat you put on top of it, which the mic, the mic itself is pretty good. It's passable, for, I don't know if, what you thought. Have, have you seen the video? I have, and uh, even for someone as fussy as me, I... I I, I thought so. I think the FX3 setup was overkill. It's just completely yeah. unnecessary. Yes, it's 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 better, but not so much better that it justifies all of the faff that goes with it. So yeah, I would much rather see more frequent vlogs done with the ZV1, even though it's a slightly lower quality, just because you'll be more inclined to do it because it's less of a faff. Yeah, and you look like less of a dickhead doing it as well. There is that. Walking <laughs> around with a, a big camera with a great big uh, mic and a dead cat on it, you do look a bit strange. So it, it gets rid of all those issues. And if you can put up with the little the little kind of things here and there, the the, um, the focal length thing can be fixed. And I do have, in fact, it was one of those things that Amazon sent me twice. Um, you can buy a third-party lens for it. Because even though it's a fixed lens, this thing sits on top of it. You do have to stick it to it, which I know some people won't like, but doesn't bother me it's, it's just a tool but you stick this thing on it and it gives you i think the equivalent of 18 mil or something like that maybe a little bit wider uh which i'm gonna i've not actually used yet to be fair and that's the other thing it, even though that 24 mil isn't ideal you get over it actually as long as you put your hand out far enough and because it's not heavy it's, it's not it's not too difficult doing that you start to realize that about all, all these things that you worry about don't actually matter as long as you get the content right and you don't you only get the content right if it's easy to film it and you want mm. to do it, and you, you can do something in the edit. It doesn't really matter about everything else. In in that vlog, there were several things where several um, scenes where I hadn't put on the active stabilization, so it was very sort of jerky and stuff. But I don't think it matters, you know. And you, uh, when you're looking at cameras, you spend hours poring over these things, thinking, "Well, that one's got active stabilization. That hasn't. That one's slightly better." It doesn't matter. So my advice for anyone who's looking at this sort of stuff is just buy the one that you think is right and just use it because no one cares. So it was a good purchase. 
And you, so you actually bought that. That's not part of your thing. You can't talk about where you're <laughs> using the Sony editing suite. No, it's not. No, that. this is this is mine. Yeah, it, it was five hundred and sixty quid, I think, or something like that, which I think is pretty good for what it is. I was just saying, so sort of moving this on the level, right? Is this not a good excuse to maybe try out the fancy Xperia phone? No, I don't think it is. Personally, I, I'm not really bothered by those phones, and also part of the issue with that. I think, because I, I was using my iPhone quite a bit for, for vlogging, and it works to a degree, but the, the, the biggest issue with that is that if you use the, the rear-facing camera, which gives you the best image, you can't see yourself because there's no flip-out screen. So no, yeah. no, that's the thing, though. The, the, the fancy Xperia 1 has got a, a monitor. Oh, has it? Okay. Is it, what's the mic like? Because that, that, that's the other thing with smartphones. The mics are fairly crap. I'm not sure. The, the, I've, I've seen a, a, a complete vlogging setup using the Xperia 1 Pro or something it's called where it's got like a little handle and you've got the phone and it's got a a, 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 a monitor okay. and I imagine you could put a proper mic on there as well then I, I don't know maybe you're getting up to sort of fx3 level <laughs> faff I don't know possibly but no, I just I thought it might be worth looking into anyway just only because I really want to see you with your <laughs> Sony phone <laughs> Yeah, I did have that one, didn't I? I had the Xperia, what was it? I had it for a few weeks. It's oh, four, like five, five or something. something. Yeah, whatever right. it was. No, no, the, the proper one. They are sending me a 50mm lens to test, actually, like next week, which will be interesting. Oh. The, the new 1.4, a G Master uh, 50mm. Nice. And a camera, camera body. No idea what they're sending me, but they're sending me something to try it out on. So that, that will be interesting. interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay, on to headphones. We're, we're getting we're 50 minutes in, so we've only got about 10 minutes, but we can talk about headphones. It's definitely worth talking about headphones, actually, because the first thing in the list is the, uh, the Bowers & Wilkins PI7S2s, which are their latest uh, in-ears, and pretty expensive in-ears as well. I think they're about 360 quid or something. So they're not exactly what you call um, everyday uh, buds, are they? Were you aware of these? Uh, they're, yeah, they're on my my radar, but I don't know. I'm I'm still happy with my AirPods Pro Gen One, so I'm not really paying any attention to them. Fair, that's fair. So enough. yeah, how are they? Are they good? The sound wise, are amazing, absolutely amazing. All I've done with them so far is listen to them. So I've d- I've just literally just spent the last week or so, um, yeah, dog walking and li- listening to music. But they're possibly the best buds I've heard in terms of the the sound. Um, part the only thing I'm slightly kind of hesitant about with this is the fact that I've recently had my ears syringed which I don't have you done this before have you ever had your, your ears I've never had my ears syringed I reckon I had it done about 10 or 11 years ago and these days they don't firstly they don't do it on the on the NHS like they used to you have to go and get it done privately um, but they don't do uh, the syringe to begin with they, they use like a kind of suction method this is horrible but they suck out the stuff in your ears basically and I've had really bad ears over the last uh, three or four weeks so they fixed that for me, and the difference is just amazing. Like you can, ev- everything's really toppy. It's like <laughs> you can suddenly hear high frequencies, which then makes you realise how much you couldn't hear high frequencies before. And I remember this ten years ago, being being amazed by it. And back then, I was making quite a bit of music, and I remember going back to the stuff I'd made, and it was all piercingly <laughs> like way too toppy because I couldn't hear it. So um, that's one thing I am thinking about this. I don't know if that's going to impact some of my headphone testing over the next few few weeks and months, but. Regardless, I, I digress. They, they are fantastic. They're really, really good. I haven't properly tested out or compared the um, 
the ANC against things like the AirPods Pro, but my hunch is that they're nowhere near as good as, as those, which you'd expect. Obviously, they don't have the ecosystem stuff as the, the AirPods Pro do. But sound-wise, they're, they're kind of B&W. What, what you'd expect from, from Bowers & Wilkins, they are very, very good. Review next week. Awesome. Have you have you seen the PX8 McLaren edition? Yeah, and I'd sell a, a limb to have a pair of them. Yeah, I thought you might. I thought I'd be right out real straight. <laughs> They're nice, aren't they? They look nice anyway. Yeah. So well, I mean, I've got some headphone news, actually. I mentioned it a while back, but you know Mrs. Rob is training for her half marathon. Yeah. So she's up to regularly doing about 16K now. Wow. Um, and it's, it's you know, the, the event she's doing is a proper stewarded, you know, timed pay to enter event uh and in those sorts of events you can't wear anything that sort of obscures the ear so you can't wear in ears you can't wear over ears so a lot of runners who like to do that sort of competitive long distance running use shocks headphones and you reviewed like a a a version a, a version of their product that was for conference calls stuff but so but they started out doing these running headsets anyway the latest um one is the open run pro actually no it's not the open i think that's the common one they've they've got a mini one for people with smaller heads that's the most recent one they've they've uh, they've released anyway the feedback from mrs rob is that they're fantastic wow and i and i I actually shared me have a listen as well and it's quite weird isn't it the sensation (laughs) of not having anything in or on your ears yet hearing stuff as though you did yeah it's very really like you say a very very weird sensation isn't it um but yeah she's but she's delighted with them apparently the 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 connection is rock solid they paired first time and she's happy with the way they sound and they don't move around when she's running nice um which you know if you're doing half marathons if they were sort of moving even slightly you would get some sort of discomfort but no she says they're absolutely amazing nice i'm glad she's found some and 16k a regular 16k is 16k or 16 miles 16k they're they're both impressive by the way (laughs) (laughs) um just quickly on on the px8s the bmw px8s don't tell anyone but i've still got them all right i think they're forgotten and I've started using them because I, you might remember I didn't want to carry on using them because I didn't want to get used to how good they are and then have them mm. swiped away from me. They haven't asked for them back yet, and I'm and they've yeah they've sent out these PI sevens as well. So hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> if you do, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> are they still your your favourite headphones of recent times? The I think sevens? they probably are. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, they're very very good. Right, what can we what can we kind of wrap up with? There's a lot of other stuff, a lot of other things here, aren't there? Um, there's a few Apple rumors and things, aren't there? Which are they interesting enough? I'm not, I'm not convinced they are. You know, 15 inch MacBook Air. Eh. Yeah, you'll know. Nah. <laughs> Personally, the most interesting Apple news recently is that if you want to get if you want to play with the iOS 17 developer beta, you have to actually be a developer. Oh, do you? You will have to cough up the 99 dollar fee and sign up as an actual developer yeah. they're really cracking down on people sharing them that's fair enough i think it's a good thing i think yeah. if you're not a developer you shouldn't be running the betas yeah, i've never understood why people do that personally apart from just to get it really early it's, what's the point it's always it's always terrible as well isn't it those developer betas are really rough 
And I guess the the sort of murmurings that we're not going to get a spring event has been pushed back for to June and might be rolled into WWDC. I think that's what's going to happen, isn't it? From the sounds of it, I think everything's been so delayed, hasn't it? That that's uh, it's inevitable, really. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other interesting Apple news. Well, we, we, well, do you, do you use the WhatsApp desktop client? No, I stopped using oh. that quite a while ago, but. What's well, there's an Apple Silicon native build now. Oh, okay. So if you if you were not using it because it was a bit clunky and you know Rosetta-y, then uh, give it another go because it's okay. Apple Silicon native now. I'll check that. That's a nice public service announcement as well. Um, I suppose since I, I have done the yeah, because last time we recorded, I think I was going to the lakes, wasn't I? So I, I was about to go and do my test with the Apple Watch Ultra. So that that has happened since I've done my battery test. Although I screwed it up because I only turned on half of the power low power mode thing, which is I don't know what you think about this. This this really annoyed me. We'll finish on this because it's a nice little rant. So I went to the Lake District with the Apple Watch Ultra and thought I'll make a video out of it and and test out this low power mode and see how far it can go. So I got there, charged it up, first day of the of the hike, um, turned on low power mode. And went for it. And it lasted, I mean, not to give the game away, it lasted two days, basically. But you know, by five o'clock on the second day, after two pretty big hikes, it had 16% remaining, I think. So it was a yeah, bit... But it, it, does it not do that anyway? Do what? Two days, even without putting it on no power. Yeah, that's, that's why I was a bit kind of... <laughs> yeah, I was a bit... Yeah, but I suppose the difference is that I was running workouts all day. But um, I suppose, yeah. But yeah, but even st- that's part of the reason I was a bit kind of like, oh, okay, then that, that's what it does, is it? Then you know, I'd, I'd finish off the video, upload it to YouTube, publish it, fantastic. And then straight away someone says, ah, did you turn off the second low power mode setting? And as it turns out, there's another one. If you go into settings, I think workout, in there somewhere, there's a another battery saving uh, switch, which turns off. It sounds very similar to the other low power mode, but it apparently reduces the heart rate monitoring and also the GPS uh, stuff as well, I think. Right. Obviously, I didn't turn that off. That was on for the entire weekend. So technically, my test was an absolute load of rubbish and completely defunct, um, which means Marvelous. I have to go and do, do it again, basically. But I, I, I don't know about, about you, but I just found found that very unappley. Having those two settings feels a bit... And also, they're not... If you look at their the help documentation about it, it they're very tight-lipped about what it does. Hmm. So it, clearly, they, 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 you know, they say that you lose some of the... The accuracy, obviously, because certain sensors aren't doing the, the full job. But what does that mean for your for your workout stats and for the stuff that goes into the health app? Does it affect that? And if it does, is it that bad? It's really strange, I think. Well, I guess we'll find out. Have you decided where you're going to do a retest? Uh, no, not yet. I've got to find time to do it, haven't I? <laughs> it's just annoying. Yeah, so I, I can't I can't comment because I don't know the functionality well enough. Having yeah. not ever well, I don't have an Apple Watch Ultra, and so I'm not familiar with the settings of which you speak. But um, yeah, that does sound very unApple that you would have to toggle two things to you know really put it into a low power mode. Maybe I'm not ultra. Maybe maybe I'm not enough of an ultra person to appreciate that. And maybe you should just know in, inherently what that what it what it does. But. Well, I've been wondering if I even know how to use an Apple Watch at all recently. But you know, the, the new thing I found out the other day. No, what was that? So I think no, either last time we spoke or the time before, it was Paul, mandatory field, told us about the screen lock, which we somehow didn't know about. But just the other day, I discovered that if you press and hold the find phone icon on your Apple Watch, so you know you've got the menu at the bottom, you swipe up, 
when you've got the button to press and you, you tap it and oh, then yeah. your phone will make a noise yeah, because, yep. and you'll find it down the back of the sofa or wherever it's gone. If you press and hold that, the the, the flash will flash also. Yeah. And I only found out this. And I didn't find it out from Rambles. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Rambles, that is it. Yeah, Patrick Rambles. Um, yeah, so apparently he had a short out. Did he you, did. Did he have a short out saying that? Yeah. No, I didn't find it out from him. But... Uh, yeah, this is this has been doing the rounds. I had why, no, is, why why hasn't he come on the podcast? When's Patrick? He needs to, doesn't he? I was just thinking I think that. Should. Yeah, him and also Alex, Alex Gear and Tech. We need to get them both on at, at some point. I think my, my two Absolutely. my two favourite YouTuber mates because we we have some very interesting conversations in our little Telegram group, and it would be nice to not not air all of them, but certainly some of them. Um, but yeah, that Apple Watch thing, I I didn't know about it until Patrick did his did his short. I had absolutely no idea. I don't I don't think it's ever been advertised or mentioned or. Really, really odd. It makes you wonder what other what other things are hidden in well, some yeah, of these operating systems. So I think I might invest some time in doing yeah. an Apple Watch deep dive and see if I really know what this thing can do. Absolutely, I, I'm feeling not, given that you know, it, two two weeks, two podcasts in a row, I found out something about this thing that lives on my arm <laughs> all day, every day, and that I didn't know it could do. Yeah, don't listen to us for Apple Watch advice. <laughs> uh, we'll finish very quickly on two really interesting pieces of news. One, one, one very exciting pieces of news. First one is that Ted Lasso is returning on the 15th of March. Can't wait for that. That's a little less than a month away now. Uh, and secondly, the Medium Academy is now open for registration. So I'm going I'm to plug something, Rob, and I'll, you keep telling me that I need to be better at doing this. But um, yeah, so the Medium Academy is now open, and I've just put in place a, a um, student discount as well so if you're a student and you will have to pr- prove you're a student just to, you know, there's no shortcuts to this um, but there's a 40 percent discount for that as well if you're a hard-working and you know breadline living student whatever that means uh, but yeah so it's, it's all ready to go 27th is of there, march that starts is there a, is there a podcast co-host discount oh that's interesting maybe there should be <laughs> maybe i can sleep you in the back door anyway if you, if you really want to be a part of it but um, yeah, so we'll, we'll put links to all that stuff in the in the show notes. But uh, on that note, I think we'll uh, we'll depart, Rob. And hopefully, in two weeks' time, there won't be any celebrity things happening in terms of people not here anymore. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Cheers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>